Welcome to Home and Identity, a podcast examining the meaning of these words in the lives of immigrants and expats. I am your host and producer of this podcast, Sarah Tori. Welcome to the second part of my conversation with Callie. I hope you enjoy it and let's have a listen. Now, speaking of languages, and we did talk about some of your um, challenges moving to Germany, we we are trying to also figure out, in your case now, where is home for you? Because you have traveled extensively, but for the most part, you've lived either in the US or in Germany. And you were in southern Germany, and now you live in northern Germany. And that I've in been itself... all over Germany. I've been in Austria. I've been in southern Germany. I was in north rhine westphalia and now i'm in northern okay. germany <laughs> so and with that and it's, it's funny because somebody was telling me um one of again my other guests was talking about the difference between you know we, we do talk about culture shocks from country to country but it's not only from one nation to another nation within the bounds of the same country the same borderlines you do also experience culture shocks in various cultures so how has it been for you? Because I know Hamburg specifically has a very different culture to, for instance, Munich, which is further south. Oh, yeah. I mean, they definitely have different cultures. But I think the one of the most interesting things about Germany is that I think it mirrors the east coast of the U.S. where, And I've heard this from multiple people, both German and, and from the U.S., but that, for example, in the north, uh, so the northeast in the U.S., you have like people who will really speak their mind in a very mm-hmm. unpolite way <laughs> sometimes. But they will they tell you the direct. truth. <laughs> yeah, they will, they they are very direct. Um, and when I went to the south, I was like, wow, everybody's so nice, and they were mm-hmm. all like secretly hating me and I had no idea (laughs) and I uh, it was really yeah 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 the southern charm of (laughs) actually meanness so it's basically the same in Germany so in the north you have very direct people Mm -hmm. um it can come off as cold it can come off as rude but at least for me being from the north as well I'm like I at least know what these people are about right and in the south, in Bavaria, you also have this kind of warm southern charm, but right. it's a bit more like backstabbing or not really knowing what people are about. Um, but generally, I think I think German culture is very similar to to American or U.S. American mm-hmm. culture, and I think that's why a lot of U.S. Uh, expats are married to Germans mm-hmm. um, or living in Germany. And for me, I had way less culture shock, for example, living in Hamburg or mm-hmm. or the rest of Germany than I did, for example, living in North Carolina. Mm, um, I, I think the people are very similar. I think the everything is quite similar. The, I mean... Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, obviously, like the food's a little different, but like the language well, is a little yeah. different. But the, the general feeling, I, I felt uh, quite comfortable. Oh, that's really nice. What I noticed was um, when I first moved to Hamburg and I was trying to find some kind of community and, of course, COVID time, good luck. But um, 
I found myself more drawn into finding um, a community of Americans as opposed to Iranians. I don't know if that was just more easily um, reachable, I guess, or mm. found within yeah. the resources I was checking. But um, nevertheless, what I noticed uh, when I joined the um, American uh, women in Hamburg was the sort of like-mindedness uh, in terms of, you know, political views or um, the knowledge of literature and mm -hmm. uh, just in general, this feeling of open-mindedness. And I found that so wonderfully refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated that. So to be honest, when I moved uh, to Germany, I was like, I want nothing to do with U.S. Americans. Mm. I was like, I am out. I don't want to deal with you guys. <laughs> like, I left for a reason. No offense, but I was really not trying to join the American Women's Club of Hamburg. <laughs> was it I, because of your experience in college that you were just kind of, I'm done with everything? I mean, I kind of felt like I just have never really fit into the U.S. culture ah, okay. uh, and society very much. So I was like, you know, I'm leaving that behind. That that chapter mm -hmm. is closed. So why would I leave the country, but also still only associate with U.S. Americans? Mm. Um, and I ended up joining the club because I realized my English was getting really bad. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm solely doing this to practice English. And also to just to speak more freely. And, you know, I try when I'm speaking with my German friends if we're speaking English, I speak very clearly. I use very simple words, um, mm -hmm. not just to make it easier and right, uh, right. for for them. But you know, it's it's really nice sometimes to just ramble with someone in your own <laughs> language and make jokes and references that some people won't get. So, I also found that U.S. expats are very different than the rest of the U.S. who's yeah, never left yeah, the yeah. country. No, I understand. So now when I, I meet these these wonderful U.S. ladies, I'm, I also feel at home, you know, but in a really nice way and, and quite like, yeah, happy to be in their company. Um, but it's a very different experience than if I went, I don't know, into the Midwest and hung out with a bunch yeah. of U.S. ladies. I feel like it's a selective um, kind of um, community. I think when it comes to the mindset and political views and things like that, it's much more, I feel like it's much more, at least in my experience, it was much more liberal than even the most liberal communities that you find here, which was really yeah. refreshing. Yeah. I mean, because they're, they're mostly people who they've experienced the United States mm -hmm. to some degree mm -hmm. and they've chosen a different route or they can yeah. make those comparisons and be critical about it. Whereas I think a lot of people in the U.S. who've never left, they're like, this is the best. Why would I leave? Mm -hmm. I don't know about other countries, but I'm going to judge them because I know mm. that this is great versus being able to get around and see what there is in the world and what it has to offer. And then being able to critically look back and say, OK, well, what are the things I like about this place? What are the things I don't like? Exactly. I was it was kind of a shocking um, truth, I guess, for me to understand and realize when we did move to Germany, um, 
first of all, at that point, I my only experience of living somewhere else was an as an immigrant, and I didn't even know what the word expat meant prior to that point, or it even existed. And to me, the only thing that、um, was known was you can't live in your、uh, country of birth for whatever reasons, you know, political.、Um, Social, cultural, whatever the situation is,、um, in my case, we had to move. I can't go back.、Um, I can possibly go back to visit. That's also questionable, but I can never go back to live there. But as an expat, I had this sort of、um, comforting thought at the back of my mind that I could go back. Like if it did, if it didn't work out, there was there was a way back. It wasn't stuck forever.、Um, Which ultimately became the case for us. We, for our, you know, particular situation and our reasons, we had to move back. I'm not, I'm not happy with many things within the U.S. social, cultural, you know, political, especially views and things. What? But I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <Stopping> . I know, <laughs> but because I think ultimately it kind of boiled down to where my support system was,、um, and. That's what I needed the most at the time,、um, especially having young children and so on. So that that's、Absolutely. what our decision came、uh, boiled down to, basically. But what I was going to say was that to me it was always a big question: Why would you leave your comfortable setting to go live somewhere else that might make you feel very uncomfortable when you don't have to? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was. I, I totally to understand. <laughs> And and I and I get it now, and and what you're explaining to me also makes sense. But at that time, I couldn't understand like why would you live your life somewhere very comfortable and then leave that behind and get yourself into a very uncomfortable situation. I know. I feel it's it comes from a place of extreme privilege to be complaining about you know life in the United States because I. A lot of countries have it a lot worse, but for me, I wasn't comfortable there. Yeah. So for me, I was like, you know, if I have kids, I have to worry about them going to school,、mm-hmm. um, school shootings. What are you going to do? Yeah, that, right? yeah, exactly.、Um, mm-hmm. And I really thought also this was a, a big motivator because when I was at in college in the U.S., I was thinking, oh, you know, but Connecticut's different. Connecticut's got these small town vibes. There's no guns.、Uh, Same-sex marriage has been legal for a long time. It's different. And then Sandy Hook then happened. Then Sandy Hook happened right、yes. around the corner from where I grew up. And、mm-hmm. I thought that could have been me. That could be、yeah. my future children. And I thought、yeah. that's something I really don't want. And with the the healthcare system and the police brutality, and I just thought I don't feel like I could live through this probably.、Mm-hmm. But like I don't want to necessarily like. Introduce new beings to the world right, here、yeah. in this current situation. So for me, I I felt like di- uncomfortable or discomfort, and I really thought, okay, I could fight my whole life to make this better, and I would love to. And I kind of have like, this is very exaggerated, but like kind of a survivor's guilt that I just took the easier route and was like, I'll just get up and and leave all these problems behind instead of you know working on fixing them.、Yeah. Um, I just 
took the easier route. And now I live in Germany where I have 28 days of paid vacation because that's mm -hmm. the legal requirement. And yeah. I have maternity leave benefits if I ever want to get pregnant. And mm -hmm. it's just an easier and comfortable life. Um, yeah. So f <laughs> I kind of feel like I cheated. Um but I, th I think that's not really cheating, to be honest with you, because I feel like a lot of the things that we are talking about and the challenges, the social challenges, especially that we're dealing with and also the policies that go along with those are so deeply embedded in um, our culture, uh, our American culture. And, you know, living in Texas, I'm sort of finding myself... <laughs> many cases in a, in a deep minority here when I, very when extreme I, instance, situation when I put a Beto sign outside of my house and I get like you know neighbors oh looking at me funny so but but again kind of going back to just the the fact that I'm I'm a rebellious person and I don't mind making people a little bit uncomfortable um it does come with a price as well because I do have to live at in this society on a daily basis. And when my child goes on the school bus and I don't see them for the next eight or nine hours and I don't know what's happening at their school and I can, I can only hope and pray that nothing will happen and I will see their beautiful faces at the end of the day. But it's still a huge concern for me personally. It's a big part of my daily struggle and where a lot of anxiety is generated from and yeah but the problem is that you know it, it, at one point I had to choose which life was and I feel bad saying it but which life was more comfortable for me to live mm -hmm. somewhere where I did have um, a support system that I could rely on um, my parents live here and I'm very close to them and having gone through already one set of being an outsider and an immigrant and not feeling like I belong and finally feeling like yeah. I somewhat belonged and then doing this all over again. Um, and similar situation with my husband where he was, you know, feeling more comfortable that ended up making the decision for us in reality mm -hmm. of it. But at the same time, both of us work with companies that are partially US-based, but partially European-based as well. So we do enjoy some of the benefits that you mentioned, for instance, like I get 25 days of holiday, which is great. And yeah. you can't find that in a lot of um, solely American-based companies. Now I feel like some are getting better and some are improving, but it's at such a slow rate. Yeah, I can only hope that my kids will benefit from it. A, like a legal requirement. You know, it's like no, if a company a is nice, thing. they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we don't have that as a, let's say, a, a federal um, law or rule or regulation that says, okay, so if, if you have a pregnant woman, they can have six to 12 months of maternity leave. Mm -hmm. and exactly. six to 12 months is even a joke when you talk about it in German <laughs> which means six months you know yeah so I mean year. in a lot of countries we're I think one of three countries in the world who don't have this as a, a or I mean we in the U.S. it's one of three uh countries in the world that don't have this as a federal legal benefit or requirement yeah. it's wild yeah which is 
which was shocking <sighs> to me. But then I realized the the rate of um, birth, um, like deaths that were caused somewhere during the, the process of giving birth, and that was very shocking to me. And I was like, "What? This happens in in the U.S. This is one of the most." Um, "Quote unquote advanced <laughs> countries in the world, and this still happening. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, but yeah, you learn things that you're just kind of like, why? <laughs> and I can't. I haven't found the answers yet. But if you do find the answers or have the answers, I'm more than happy to <laughs> get those answers. Yeah, there are a I lot mean, of shocking things that I don't. There are know a lot of why shocking statistics, also with literacy rates and oh yeah, causes of <laughs> all sorts of things. But let's oh uh, yeah, that's negative. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. But, well, yeah. I'm glad you're though. there pushing for progress. And I still cool, cool. vote in the US. So I'm, hey, push- that's I'm pushing from abroad. <laughs> which is which is awesome because we really need that. Uh, we need, really need to have other perspectives. I think that's what's really important. If we have different perspectives of how we can do things better, um, why not? I mean, why are we so... Um, <laughs> for the lack of a better term, married to our ideas so deeply that we just mm. find ourselves so, I don't know, challenged when it comes to adapting new things. Change or idea of change. Uh, idea. Don't even talk about change. Just let's <laughs> stop at the idea part. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So in in your case then, would you say your home is now Germany? And with that, how do you identify yourself then? Yeah, it's funny. My husband and I were just talking about this like uh, a month ago or so because <laughs> we both use the word home quite flexibly. Yeah. And I don't know if other people do that um, because we, for us, I think it's very clear Hamburg is home, where our mm-hmm. home is and where our dog is, you know, where our garden is, that's home. But we both say, oh, we're going home you know, to see our parents. And uh, I, I was yeah. questioning him about it. Like, okay, if you say you're going home, what do you say when you're Which coming home? back? And he's like, yeah, I'm also going home. <laughs> and I, I do the same thing, you know, I'll, I'll accidentally, well, not purposefully, but say I'm, I'm going home uh, to the US. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm there, I'm like, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> to, so your, to your they're, house. They're your both. <laughs> Yeah, I would say they're both equally my home somehow. I think it also um, doesn't help or 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 makes it um, harder for me to to move away from that idea of home um, being in the U.S. because my parents are also still in the house that I was like born and raised in. I see. So for me, it's like really a home, home, you know. Yeah. And that feeling of home um, has it changed for me my whole life, but at the same time. I'm also home in, in Hamburg. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it. There are times that I refer to Iran as home. And then yeah. I have to remind myself, like, I have not lived there for 23 years. Why am I still referring to that as home? Yeah. I mean, I think wherever you have a love for something, like whether it's a culture or a, a people, like family members or friends, I feel like that could be home. And why not have more than one? That's so well said. I love that. I love that, Callie. I'm gonna use We're that not limited. <laughs> of course not. It's a fluid home. It's it's the idea of 
where you where you belong, where you feel comfortable. Yeah, some people have multiple houses. Well, <laughs> so I can have. Multiple I, I can't homes. say I know how that feels, but <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Maybe at <Yeah>. some point. <laughs> One can dream. <laughs> and then, so, um, how, how do you then identify yourself? Do you, do you when somebody asks you, like, where are you from? Or what are you? <laughs> I know. You I think I've outed myself already in this conversation as being quite mm-hmm. liberal. So <laughs> during the Trump era, when people ask me, what are you? Or what yeah. is the accent? Or where are you from? Um. I sometimes lied to people and said I was Canadian (laughs) because I was like, no one's going to start talking to me about Trump if I say I'm from Canada. No, and I have to be honest, I did that as well. Not the Canadian part. No, when we lived in Germany, because one of the big reasons for me to move out of the States was because Trump was in the office. And I was like, like, it can't get any lower than this. Like, I just, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. So we did. And when, when we were in Hamburg, funny enough, I actually found um, my knowledge of Farsi very, very useful because a lot of taxi drivers, believe it or not, are um, Iranian or Afghanis. And I could okay. speak to them yeah. in Farsi and I didn't have to resort to my English. And even outside when somebody would ask me, where are you from? And I told my husband, I was like, I actually feel more comfortable saying I'm from Iran at this point than saying I'm from the U.S. Even with all of the crap that's happening in Iran, and I'm mm. very much against what the government is doing there. But at that point in time, I was like, I almost and now feel you're like, more I'm American. Now I'm like, I don't know what the hell I am. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Now I have nothing to resort to. I'm, I'm yeah. totally out of luck. No, I but think American I'm is more comfortable now. I'm definitely not German, and I mm-hmm. have, like, I I painfully say that I'm from the U.S. Um, also, I think the reactions in Germany to people finding out you're from the U.S. are very, very strange, and in mm-hmm. a in a like a I guess a positive way, but for mm-hmm. me it's like quite negative because they think I'm from Hollywood or from like a New York City film. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, America!" <laughs> and then you're like, "Wow, this conversation is never going to end." And these people are going to ask me, basically, "Is my life a film?" And and you know, I have like quite critical <laughs> or like uh, feelings about the U.S. and living yeah. there and life there and and these, yeah, some people just you know put you in the spotlight and Mm -hmm. that is so exciting and I get it because I also like love meeting people from other countries but I am not I hopefully not so blinded by an an idea that I can't even hear what the person's saying yeah because you just want to hear what you want to hear (laughs) as opposed to what their experiences are now have you either in Austria or in Germany have you been called an Auslander interesting well kind of and i can tell you in a negative about... way <laughs> no so let me tell you yeah yeah i once <laughs> was on a bus 
and this oh it happens on the bus all the time (laughs) yeah i mean but anyways go ahead crazy people are on the buses this woman was on some kind of racist rant to me Mm. about auslander or like Mm. foreigners yeah and i like let her let it out and then in the end after like 20 minutes before i got off i was like by the way i'm a foreigner and she just like was so jaw dropped and everything shocked and white in the face like oh my god and but i love those conversations but tell yeah. me what happened then well and then well then i got off the bus but i've also had interactions where i was you know i already told you i love old people so i met an mm-hmm. old uh german couple and they invited me, I kept running into them and they always gave my dog a treat and they they were having a beer and they invited me to join them. And I thought that's so nice. And I love, you know, I'd been at this university town. I just loved meeting somebody from a different age group. <laughs> um, and I was planning on meeting my friend who's uh, from Tunisia and she's mm-hmm. uh, wears hijab. And um, so she was on her way to meet me. And I was like, I can sit with you for a few minutes. Fine. And then I was like, this is such a lovely couple. And then Mm -hmm. I realized how racist they were and like how against all foreigners. And I kept telling them, you know, you know, I'm a foreigner. And they're like, yeah, but you're a good foreigner. Oh. And I was like, oh, so you mean white <laughs> like and then I realized like I need to leave this table before my friend comes and I saw her coming and I was like I have to go bye and, like we just because I was like I don't want her to be in an uncomfortable situation yeah, yeah uh, of and of yeah I mean so yeah I've only been put on like a higher rank or like people oh you're a native English speaker oh my goodness and it makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable to be honest yeah Yeah. and going back I wanted to say this before at the Ausländerbehörde or like the foreigner's office Mm -hmm. I had the same experience I I was waiting outside the room they were throwing these people out because they only spoke English and they didn't speak German Mm -hmm. um and it was like, I don't know, a Muslim couple from who knows where. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went in and they were like, oh, like, give me your passport, blah, blah, blah. And then I gave them my passport. And then they were like, in English, oh, my gosh, the United States. Oh, let's speak yeah. in English. And yeah. I was like, oh, actually, you're not allowed to. And this is complete nonsense. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. The problem is I'm also a visitor in this country. Right? Yeah. I yeah. need to get my visa. If I, if my place here was secure, I would have really made problems for them. Yeah. But because yeah. I have to suck up to them and be like, please allow me to continue my stay here. I was like, yes, I'm from the United States. Okay. Let's speak in English. How interesting, you know, Yeah. with this, yeah rage behind me like trying yeah. to be nice you know it's 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 interesting being that in that situation and I have been in that situation on multiple occasions with my husband and without my husband and mm. I've had different experiences in each sure. situation I'm sure. <laughs> when I'm with my husband and he's white American um I'm treated differently than mm. when I'm not with him and when I'm by myself I'm treated differently than when I'm with my children 
my children yeah. look very white. Mm-hmm. And that it can go either way. They can either ask me, oh, are you babysitting? Or, yeah. oh, how, how interesting. You know, it, 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 you never know from Awful. who you're receiving this kind of treatment. But it's so true because... And it's, I had this conversation with somebody if, like as, as recently as last week about they made a comment about, oh, this girl looks Middle Eastern. And I looked at him and I said, what do I look to you? And he said, mm-hmm. well, oh, you're American. I said, oh, am I? <laughs> How do you know? You yeah. know, and yeah. it's it, it, these kinds of. Uh, presumptions that we put on people that make a situation very, very uncomfortable mm-hmm. for them, you know, because you've already drawn some conclusions that may have nothing to do with them. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I have, well, I guess you'll put a picture of me, up. <laughs> but I'm like very light skin, blonde hair, blue eyes. And so everybody assumes I'm German right off the bat, which is, yeah so unfair because obviously Germans can look like anything Um, but I will be people will decide I'm German before they think a black German person is German Mm -hmm. and that's completely unfair and not right and I try to call people out on that too you know when people assume I'm German um, I'm like no you know I think in this day and age, we've had, I mean, with with this kind of globalization that we've been going through for the past like 100 years and and more, it's really hard to pinpoint people um, and put them in nationality or race boxes because you you will be proved wrong in most cases. (laughs) You really shouldn't, but people still try to. People love those boxes. I think it's because they make them draw assumptions about you and also make them feel more comfortable. And it's, it's a way for, and I find myself doing that too. I'm not like completely free of making assumptions. I'm, I'm a human being with many assumptions that I make about other people. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a saint here at all. Um, case in point, I was watching a show about like, Um, mountain climbing in in Japan and I saw one of the girls who was like in this group and I was like oh she looks so American she was sort of like um, American in my mind is like multiracial and things and so Mm -hmm. she was um, half African half Asian or something and but she was very much not and she was not really speaking English and she was speaking Japanese fluently. And I was like, it's really cool to see that. And yeah, I was telling my husband, I was like, if I saw her in the street, I would like start talking to her in English and I would just yeah. assume she's American. <laughs> she's clearly not, yeah. you know, it's like interesting. So we do make those assumptions. And I think a lot of it is also because we want to make ourselves feel comfortable with the other person. So we want to find similarities maybe, or um, things to talk about even just yeah, the point absolutely. of conversation starter <laughs> so it's that's interesting yeah. yeah um really cool so you're not german but you're not american you 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 don't put yourself in a box and, and i love that <laughs> yeah, i just i would be i i'm like more i guess american but yeah i have a hard time saying i'm 100 percent of either <laughs> so. either way yeah 
Mm. And I think I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It can be yeah. you can be many things in one. Yeah, That's what really, it's nice about experiencing different things and uh, going through these experiences. I, I find it harder and harder for me, especially as I'm getting older and as I'm raising kids in a different culture than the one that I was raised in. That it's hard to put any which person in a box and. Um, I did start this podcast to talk about what is home, what is identity, because I think a lot of times the, the conclusion is that it doesn't have to be one thing, like you mentioned. Yeah. It doesn't have to be either or. It could be a combination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, really it's less of a... Oop. Sorry, my computer just went black. It's, it's more of a sliding scale, I feel like, or a spectrum. <laughs> of identity yeah I mean I have friends also who are always complaining about this um for example one of my best friends the the one in in North Carolina she's um Latina uh American and when she goes to Nicaragua where most of her siblings were born uh she was born in the states but and also where her parents are from they immediately on the streets know she's from the U.S. So she's yeah. never like Nicaraguan enough. Yes. But if she's in the States, people are like, where are you from? But where are you exactly. really from? And she's not, not like US American enough. And I mean, <laughs> it, it depends on the, how the person identifies, of course. And that it can be extremely insulting and confusing. And mm -hmm. you have to manage that internally as well. But um I also agree. Like, it doesn't have to just be one. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you said ma internally manage that because that's something that I struggle with a lot of times. I, I've been to Iran once since I've been in the States and th that was over a decade ago. And I remember what you mentioned about your friend in Nicaragua is that the moment you enter the market, they know you're not from there. Yeah. So the prices go up. <laughs> they know your negotiating power is not as strong as a native person is. Yeah, and she couldn't figure it out either. She was like looking at herself. She's like, I'm speaking the same way, using the same slang, but it must be something about the posture or the clothes. I'm not sure. They, they can tell. They, know. they just like spot you from a mile away. <laughs> She's not from here. The market sellers, they can sniff that out. Like, <laughs> And it got to the point. And it's like, I, I speak Farsi fluently. And... You know, it's it's hilarious because now now I know that like, the words that I'm probably using now with uh, with the people who are still living there are very different because I'm probably using words that people haven't used in 20 years and they laugh at me. My cousins oftentimes laugh at me. They're like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard this one in so long." I'm just like, I I also <laughs> feel lost. Like when I talk with my friends from the states um, after a while, or I go there. Um, they're using slang that I just do not know or phrases right. and, or, or talking about shows and movies and Germany has a bit of a lag. So mm -hmm. what's on Netflix in the U S now will come to Netflix, <laughs> Germany in like two years. So two years later, I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally know what they were talking about, but it's, it, you know, the moment has passed exactly. and I they're just like feel the new thing. Yeah. like I've been here for a while, but I feel like it, it, it moves so quickly. I also mm -hmm. feel almost like a grandmother when I go over there and I'm using <laughs> phrases that I think are cool and people are like, please stop. 
<laughs> don't say that <laughs> at all. Or like, that's not, that's not okay to say anymore. And I'm like, oh, last time I was here, this was the thing to say, <laughs> you know? But that's, the, that's the thing, like, especially with language, it evolves so quickly. So quickly. <laughs> language and culture, things evolve so fast that at this point, I've given up. I'm just like, I, I talk to people, I'm like, now I get why I thought when we first moved here and I, I met my aunt for the first time and she at that point she had been living in the states for like 30 years already and mm. the way that she was talking to me was like why is this like language from the olden times like I wasn't familiar with the things like she would use certain words that I was like that's not a good word to use in this context because that can yeah. even be offensive but to her it was just like yeah. What were you talking about? Like, isn't it the word that yeah. you use? Nope, very much not. So, yeah. but yeah, at this point, I've I've come to peace with it. <laughs> I'm talking like an old person, like you said. Oh, I mean, I have to come to peace with it because I'm so lost. But I try. I'm still trying to keep up with the times. I'm like, well, I'm didn't not say old anything enough. Olden yeah. times now in this episode, at least. <laughs> That's what you think. I think my. Like U.S. friends will be like, "Oh, you said yikes! That's so 2020 or Wait, something." I said I yikes too. Oh, I don't know. I say it all the time. I don't know. The thing is, I'm but trying I'm to make old. an example, but I don't actually know. So <laughs> I can't even make a proper example. I don't know what's cool anymore. <laughs> to make it even better, I noticed that in Germany, the word "super" is used very like extensively in every situation. And I was like, wait, we don't say super in English. Like when somebody says something, you don't say super. Oh, that sounds so dorky. Oh, oh they but now I use me. it all the time. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah. I what people think, but anyways, this is really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, Callie, I appreciate you sharing your experience, and um, yeah, unfortunately. For the uh, sake of time, we can't <laughs> continue, even though I really want to have another oh, three hours to talk okay. about this stuff. We can have off the books a call. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much for really... having me and having me able to reflect on some of these more difficult questions or things that I don't really think about on a daily basis, but probably should consider no, more I often. That. No. <laughs> I think the topic of, uh, you know, just just where we belong and where we feel most at home is is going to be a topic that, um, especially for those of us who have lived elsewhere and now experiencing different things, is just going to be an ever-changing topic. If I come back to you in five years or 10 years or 20 years, your idea of home and your identity have most likely changed in that time and so have mine so it's yeah. something that that uh, is an ever-evolving thing and I don't yeah. think I will ever find the answer to these questions and I don't think there is the answer there's multiple no, answers I don't think and that's so okay. either and I think it also changes if you don't change then you'll feel uncomfortable at some point but I yes. hope everybody, no matter where they are, what stage of life, that they all find a sense of belonging. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I hope I talk to you soon. Nighttime, again. but okay. 
<laughs> oh, night. I'm sorry. See, I I'm hope you have place. a great rest of your day. <laughs> okay. We have a joke in our company that we just at any point in time, we just say good morning because it's always evening or the, even the next that. day for some people. <laughs> I love that. Morning. All right. Well, good morning. <laughs> good nice morning, Callie. Have a great <laughs> night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy these conversations, please don't forget to follow my podcast. If you have any feedback, please leave a comment. And if you would like to become a guest on this podcast, please contact me. Until next time, I wish you well. <laughs>